What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Progress on Purpose podcast. We are a community of people who seek to be intentional about how we think, how we speak, how we respond to different things, including our goals. And this week, I was going to get on here and apologize because I did not record last week. So I didn't have an episode. However, I was laying in the bed and I thought to myself, I said, don't football teams sometimes have a week off? And so I leaned over to my husband. I said, what's a bye week? And he said, it's a week of rest. And I said, yeah, that's what I took. I took a bye week last week. So I'm back. Um, however, last week was a bye week. So I apologize for not telling you in advance. However, your girl needed some self-care with everything that's going on and it's crazy. Um, and we're adjusting to this temporary way of life. Um, it is imperative that we take time for ourselves. And unfortunately, that means that sometimes things that are still a priority get pushed down a little further down the priority list. And one of the things that I learned from having a conversation with today's guest is that that is nothing to apologize for and it is so needed. Letitia Carr is a life coach and self-care strategist who helps people all over the world build self-care habits into their daily lives through her practice and chart-topping podcast, The Refill with Letitia Carr. I enjoyed this conversation so much with Letitia because she shared how she discovered her need to be intentional about self-care before she could help others. Without further delay, let's jump into this conversation with Letitia and learn how we can be selfish, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, especially when we're being intentional about self-care. Hello, Tish. Welcome to Progress on Purpose podcast. I'm so excited that you could join us today more than anything. It brings me so much pleasure to have a platform to share all of the awesomeness that you bring to the table with our world. And as a fellow podcaster, I am elated to share your podcast. So thank you so much for coming on after today. More and more and more people are going to know just how dope you are, how amazing you are. And I know that you're going to help us to live intentionally and make decisions as it relates to how we take care of ourselves. So thank you so much for coming on, Tish. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate the invite and I'm looking forward to our conversation. Yeah, same here. And I'm sorry, I got to call you Tish because that's what I hear when I listen in. So I appreciate it. So um, Tish, can you tell us about your personal journey to wholeness and well, tell us a little bit about yourself and your uh, journey to wholeness. Okay, definitely. So I think that I have um, almost innately been on this journey to wellness my entire life and to wholeness my entire life. Um, and when I think about it, I think it really comes from early childhood and just like reminders that my grandmother would give me um, and in really small ways. But, you know, to flash forward, so I don't have to give you my whole childhood history. Um, when I was about 25, I was going through this really, t- like really hard time in life. Um, I call it my quarter life crisis. And I really just felt like everything was falling apart around me. I just kind of lost my identity. There was so much change happening in my life that I didn't know what to do with myself. And so I had finished um, grad school and I'm like, if I could, I would be in school 
for the rest of my life, right? I'm 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 one of those people. (laughs) And so after that, you know, I went through a breakup and there was all these different layers of things that were falling apart or felt like they were falling apart. Really, it was bringing me together. Um, But around that time, I came to the conclusion that I needed to get my life together and figure out what was going on and find myself. And I went on this journey that has lasted, you know, five, six years at this point, um, of really figuring out who I am as a person, um, who God wants me to be, who God has really called me to be. And not that I didn't know that before, but really having a deep understanding of what that meant and that that comes with hardships and that that doesn't mean it's going to be easy and that I'm going to have to deal with some things. And so in 2015, I started a blog called Where Do You Dream? Um, And from there, I started doing some personal I started writing and kind of really processing through what I was going through. I started going to writing classes. I took a class on book writing. I was in all of these different programs. I've met a business coach. I met an empowerment coach. I just met all of these people. And I was like, okay. And part of me was like, oh, I need their support and I need their help or something like that. And then another part, part of me was like, you can do this too. And this is where God is leading you to as well. Yeah. And so my journey to wholeness was really, I had to lose myself. Um, Marsha Ambrosius has a song which just says, I had to lose myself so I could love you better. And when I, when I think about that, it's like loving myself better. And so my journey was all these hardships and all of this figuring it out. And, and it continues and it hasn't stopped <laughs> by any means, but it's a, it's an ongoing journey of like figuring out what, what direction I'm supposed to be taking, where I'm going, where God ha- God is leading me, and understanding that some of the bumps in the road are necessary to complete the puzzle piece because you have to take those hardships and um, struggles to get there. So that's really been my journey of wholeness. It's just, it's ongoing. Um, and it's really started from this place that felt like the darkest place that I've, I've ever been yeah. and figuring out how do I get out of this and where, where, where's the light that I'm going towards? I think that you're going to, or you're on your way to, and already are helping so many millennials, so many people like us who, um, cause I experienced that too. I had my quarter life crisis where at the age of 25, I was like, wait, hold up. When I was 12 or 13, I had this list that was like, okay, by the time I'm 25 house, you know, uh, husband by 30, like all these different rules that I had. And so at 25, when I was out of college, I think I was out of college maybe about two or three years at that point. Um, and I'm like, what the heck am I doing? Like, where's where's this dream that I thought that I was going to have? And even when it came to to God, I was in a, a, a church, I was in a ministry, and and that was a journey itself as well. Um, and so I was in a time where I was very impressionable. And for me, it was just what you said, trying to figure out what is going on. So how, (laughs) how did you figure it out? I am constantly, constantly figuring it out, to be honest. You know, I'm gonna keep it 100. I don't got it all together. But every, every step of the way, I learn a new lesson. I think that's kind of what I've just, I've just really grasped the hold of that idea that 
every step of the way, you have to take a lesson from it. And so the first thing that I did, I really started uh, reading and writing again. So I started reading books to kind of pour into myself. And I started writing and pouring out how I was feeling and kind of the experiences that I was having. So I had a blog and people really seemed to like it. Um, I um, started like this t-shirt, um, these t-shirts and I don't do them anymore, but it was like dream queen and dream king. Cause it was like, I have this dream and I know that I'm getting pulled toward it, towards it, but I need to keep reminding myself. And so the way that I did that, I, you know, I read books like year of yes by Shonda Rhimes. Um, I read the alchemist just about your personal journey. I read, um, how to win friends and influence people. Um, so I read all these books and I was like, okay, I got this. Like I can, I can handle life and recognizing that um, all of this is just experiences. I had to, I had to realize that. So it started with reading and writing. Um, then I started meeting new friends and I realized I needed to start getting around people who had a vision and had a dream and had a goal. So mm-hmm. I would go to these events and I would go by myself because my friends were not with it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to an event on a Saturday. We're going to brunch. And I'm like, no, I'm going to this writing class or no, I'm going to this women's empowerment event or I'm going to drive to Philly and go to this conference or, and they will be like, okay, cool. Cause my friends are very supportive and they know me. Um, but they're like, we're not going with you, but you, you have fun. So I went and I met all these amazing people. I met, yeah. you know, people who to this day are my friends, um, just people that I sat next to. And I believe that God puts you right next to the people you need to be. I'm not a, I'm not an extrovert. I mean, people might think that, but I'm very much introverted. So the people I would sit right next to, I made it a goal. Talk to the two people next to you, the person to your left and to your right. Talk to them, get to know them. If they're not really personable, move on to somebody else, but meet at least one or two or three people where you're at and really connect with them. And that's how I made like my network is just amazing because of that. Not because I worked the room or anything like that, but I sat next to people and I really took the time to get to know them. And I sat and God put me next to the perfect people, right? He put me next to people who were just like, I was supposed to be a part of their journey. They were supposed to be a part of my journey. And that's how it's been for five years, five or six years. Um, So really my journey um, started that way. I really started just putting myself out there. Um, I, I stopped being afraid to kind of step outside of my box. Um, My background educationally is um, in counseling, right? So in psychology and counseling, but I started going to writing classes and I started like creative writing classes and I would go to these meditation, meditative writing classes and like all of this mindfulness stuff. And I really realized that like, okay, you're built for this. And I would see people speaking at events and I would say, okay, yeah, you got stage fright, but you could do that. Yeah, <laughs> You could do that too. And so my journey really came from stepping out of my comfort zone, stepping out of my regular friends group and saying, okay, I need to network. I stepped out of the idea of no new friends. Like I really stepped out of that and it has helped me tremendously to have all of that support under me. Yeah. I went to Cal- I went I did a life coaching program that was in San Diego, California. Yes. And I went six times in a year, didn't know how I was gonna do it. And I just figured it out because I was like, I need this not only so I can help others, but to pour into myself. So really just getting out of my comfort zone is how I did it. Yeah, I love that. And I'm so like everything you are saying is confirmation to some of the stuff that uh 
God has been putting in me for the last year. And mm-hmm. even as it relates to going away, I think it was a few weeks ago, I, I listened to uh, Patrice Washington's podcast, Redefining mm-hmm. Wealth. And she Funny, was talking randomly one time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know her personally, but I randomly met her once. So I'm hoping to meet her and I'm going to tell you where. So um, she was interviewing um, the gentleman who started the Power Networking Conference in Texas. His name is escaping me right now. Um, But he was also the guy who introduced the whole concept of connect the dots to the world. And um, in their conversation, she was saying that she, at the age of 20, she went to the Power Network Conference and she didn't even realize that was the first year of it. But something inside of her said, go, because she wanted to be around the people that um, were going to be there. And she was talking about how you have to go out and find your tribe. Like if your tribe is not around you, you got to go out and find it. And so that sparked something in me to um, be like, this actually I'm taking two trips this year outside of my family trips because I'm going to where my tribe is. And, um, I think that that is how we learn to grow. And even in that it's taking care of self because sometimes we get so lost right in the, in the things that we do as, uh, sisters, as friends, as parents, as whatever. And we don't take the time for ourselves and grow and, and, it's so easy to get caught up in like, um, okay, so I have this role now. I'm, I'm a, I'm a wife now. So I got to do wifely things. Yeah, that's true. But you got to do you stuff too. Right. So I really, um, I'm with you with that all the way. I love that. What other ways do you practice, um, self-care? Um, so outside of, kind of stepping out of my comfort zone and those kind of things. I have a lot of ways that I practice self-care. So I, it changes, it fluctuates. So it, a lot of it depends on the season, like, like the, the seasons that I'm in emotionally or spiritually, um, but also like the actual seasons, right? So in the fall, I may do something different than I do in the winter, um, in the summer. And one of the biggest things, my very first, that I, it's not the first thing I started doing for self-care, but that I can recall the first time I felt extremely burnt out. Um, I was working in a residential program for mental health and I was like so burnt out, I was ready to quit. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that I did, I, I took a vacation, 10 day vacation, cause I was about to quit. And they told me like, just go on a vacation. And I was like, okay, but mm-hmm. <laughs> so I went on vacation. And then after I came back from that vacation, I decided that I was going to commit myself to having the time alone that I need. Like I said, I'm an introvert. So I realized that what I need is <laughs> peace and quiet time. So every weekend, and I've been doing this for years and years now, like not every weekend, but every month, mm-hmm. um, I pick a weekend. That's my self-care weekend. That's just like me to myself by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, cause that's what I need for me. Yeah. Um, I do that. Um, at one point I used to like quarterly book, a, a hotel and like, even if it was a staycation, yes. I would do that. Um, that, that was some of the like bigger things that I did for self-care, but I journal, um, I, I journal a lot. Um, I have this planner that I love so much. And for me, it's like daily self-care to look at that planner and say, you did all the things that you said you were going to do today, or you didn't do all of the things that you said you're going to do today. How can, what, 
can get you to do that tomorrow. Um, so for me, that feels like self-care, but self-care is really whatever makes you feel full and what makes you feel replenished at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, so for me, that kind of stuff works. Going to the gym works for me. Um, you know, having like a, a system where it's like, okay, you did all the things that you were going to do this week. You can treat yourself this weekend um, and go to brunch or go to dinner. Um, I plan, I plan like best friend weekends uh, with my friends because we're adults, we're busy. We live in different places. We all have a million things to do. So I am intentional about spending time with my friends. So I'll kind of build that into my schedule somewhere. Um, I was talking about my planner. I have like a highlighting code and I know that if I don't see enough pink, because pink means fun um, things. That I I'm, love that. Yeah, pink means fun things that I'm doing. If I don't see enough pink in my planner, I'm like, okay, you need to do something fun. I don't care what it is. Go to a movie, something, because it's really hard. It's really hard sometimes to remember to do things for yourself like that, fun things for yourself. Yeah. Um, but for me, it's like, okay, I got to figure out what am I going to do fun for myself? So this weekend, I'm going to brunch with my best friend that kind of kills two birds with one stone, right? So I do a lot of that kind of stuff, but also spiritual um, self-care, making sure that I am talking talking to God and really focusing on that relationship, um, mm -hmm. all of those kind of things. I pour into myself in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. um, and that doesn't mean I never get burnt out, but it means that I know how to replenish myself if and when I do. I love that. I have a question though. So how has, I can imagine that self-care, it trickles over into other areas of your life. So I'm curious as to how you practice in self-care has affected your relationships and even just platonic or, you know, domestic or whatever, but how has it affected the interactions that you have? And even, even on your job. Um, yeah. How, yeah. It makes me a better person, I think. I think when I'm not taking care of myself, everybody knows because, <laughs> dude, I'm in a, you know, and it's like, I, everybody can tell. It's like, okay, you need a minute. Yeah. Um, or have you eaten today? <laughs> um, so I think in that way, it, it impacts my relationships to a point that I'm able to communicate better with people mm -hmm. um, when I'm taking care of myself. Um, I think, you know, today I was talking to one of my former coworkers and she said, you know, you told me about the color coding thing. And I started thinking about like, oh, I need to plan something fun for myself. She just told me this today. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm like, I'm so glad a little piece of my, you know, a piece of me is left here with you. And she was like, no, it really works so much. She has two kids or three kids. Um, she has three kids and all of that. And she's like, it really helps. So I think even being an example to other people about self-care and well-being and taking care of yourself and being the person that's preaching it to not just my podcast listeners, but to my friends, my best friend is like, I'm so glad you told me about how to keep myself from burning out in this situation. Yeah. Um, I have, you know, I have a, one of my friends who's like, I'm so glad that you're always, you've always been there for me. We pray together all the time. So that's like, that's like my setting the example of self-care mm -hmm. uh, in those kind of ways. Um, I have a prayer call that I do every Monday with my friends. We've been doing it for like three years. And even when I'm not on the call, they still do it. And that's, a you know, they may not even realize that I, that was like kind of my way of squeezing in self-care into the routine. But those kind of things like really matter because it builds connectedness and relationships. And then you're also treating people better. When you, when you feel better, you're treating people better. When you're full, you can pour out more people. Yeah. You have the capacity. Um, 
And I always say self-care is not selfish for that reason, because you have more to pour out. Now, people don't always like your boundaries. People might not always be excited about your boundaries, but if you communicate them well enough and you're consistent, they will respect them. Whether, you know, they're like, oh, dang, Tish isn't going to come because it's the third weekend and that's her weekend to herself. But I've communicated enough that they know that's who I am as a person and like what the boundary is. So I think it really, it really enhances relationships, if anything else. I love that. I'm writing down boundaries should be (laughs) communicated because that to me is. They should be communicated and consistent because as soon as you, as soon as you give too much and you're, it's your third self-care weekend that you've given to somebody else, they're going to be like, girl, that ain't even a self-care weekend for you. What are you talking about? Right, (laughs) right. I love that. So I, you got to share the whole color scheme with us now, the colors, because now I need to pull out my highlighters and get my journal together. What are I the wish colors? I could reach my journal right now. It's across the room, but um, <laughs> so green is personal. So gym, laundry, um, what other other things do I do? Green. You get the point. Personal, personal things. So gym, hair, laundry, nails. Stuff. Hair, get your hair done, get your nails done, that kind of stuff. Um, pink is fun. There's this, I, I have a special set of highlighters I use, y'all. There's like eight or nine highlighters there. <laughs> but um, so there's enough colors for everything. Um, there's like this purplish color, a certain kind of purple, almost magenta that I use if I'm doing something for other people. Yeah. Like it's important, not necessarily important directly to me or my business or something like that, but it's important for me to show up for another person. That's a that's its own special color. Mm-hmm. Um, this dark blue color means I have to work, work. Like I got to go into an office. <laughs> um, uh, yellow means in my business. Um, like, you know, just working in my business and doing things specifically for my business uh, or my business growth. And let me see, I'm missing a color or a couple colors. Green, red means bills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> red means bills are due. Um, is there orange? There is orange. Um, what do I do orange? Let me think. Maybe I don't use orange. I might not use orange. I can't think of what orange is. There's a certain pinkish color that's not the fun pink, but it's the pink that I use for like spiritual practices. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is very like in-depth. I'll, I'll show you once we're done, but um, there's, you know, I have uh, the lighter blue means networking. I'm doing something specific to networking. So it's, it's very in-depth. I have like, I a little that. code in the back of my journal. Yes, <laughs> yes. And people are always like, you're so ridiculous. But then they're like, this makes a lot of sense because the planner I use is blocked off by the hours. So it's like, this is that block of time. This is that block of time. <sighs> That's even better. Right. I have ADHD. I need to look quick and know where I need to be. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> That's, that's that's even better to me i i've always said i like my phone i like that i could put stuff in the calendar but i need mm-hmm. my planner and I, I literally write it in both places because yeah. i need to be yeah. able to see it, it, yeah it's just a whole different experience and it's something about checking something off the list and being like i do this whole system where i you know say i have the gym laundry um the gym laundry work and podcast call, right? And that's what mm-hmm. I'm going to do today. If I check off all those things at the time that I said I was going to do it, I get two stars. And when I get a certain amount of stars, I can go treat myself somewhere. So it's like building self-care in and then having a reward at the same time to really be like, okay, you did what you said you were going to do this week, you know? 
And so that's well, how what- I kind of keep myself grounded. <laughs> I love that. And one thing I'm appreciating about you is that you really about this self-care life. Like there are a lot of people out here who talk about self-care and it's more of a gimmick, but you put it into practice and it's so real for you. So I really appreciate it's so you. Ingrained, it's just ingrained into who I am. And that's why I yeah. said going back to like my grandmother, I just remember being a little kid and maybe I didn't want to go to school and she would go, you have great grades. You know, if you just need a day, just ask for a day. You don't have to fix it. You know, <laughs> you can just have a day. And it's just like, it's so ingrained in me to just like figure out how to take care of myself. Yes. Um, it's just so ingrained in me. And it's, it's, it's a lot of it has to do with childhood stuff, but it's like, I had to learn how to take care of myself. And so it's ingrained in me to the point that like all my friends know it. I get on people's nerves sometimes. Like you're not taking care of yourself. Did you see? have you been sleeping well, you know, but everybody expects that from me, you know, like they know that that's the friend that I am. So, you know, if, if I wasn't doing this professionally, I, this is still who I am as a person. I love that. I really, really do. You're that friend who's like checking up to make sure that everybody's good. And we're, we're, and I even, even brought up a point about, you know, rearing children, like they shouldn't feel like, the world is on their shoulders as kids because then they grow up to be, you know, feel like the world is on their shoulders as adults and they don't ever get the chance to learn self-care. Like, okay, yeah, school, and- then this, then that. Then, and it's just like, all right, I need a day. I need a minute too. <laughs> I need a day yeah. too. And I think that that's something you make a really good point And that's something I preach all the time. And it's a little, you know, I, because some of the work that I do, I talk to kids, I talk to teenagers. Um, I, I, see a lot of kids who aren't happy with their lives, don't want to live anymore. Don't, you know, yes. And, yes. and I'll have a conversation about how are you taking care of yourself? How do you keep yourself feeling safe or something like that with them? And it's like this aha moment goes off in them that like, oh, I could do something for me. And I don't, you know, everything doesn't have to be so bad. There is, there is some hope there. And I think self-care, if we're really talking about true, genuine self-care, not just bubble baths and candles and, that kind of thing. We're talking about deep down for your soul self-care. Yeah. Every single person deserves to have that. And it doesn't have to be something you earn. I mean, I'm saying like there's some of the rewards and stuff I, I earn. That's, that's for me. Mm-hmm. But that feels good to me. But it's not something you have to earn. It's something that innately you should be doing for yourself because this world is hard. It's so hard it to is. live in this world. And it's, and, the, and it's unfair and it's unjust. And it's all of these things to so many people that we have to take the initiative, you know, initiative and empower ourselves to take care of ourselves and understand that that is, that's a form of rebellion against all of the, the hatred in the world and all of the, the busyness of the enemy, taking, taking the time and pouring into yourself is, is rebellion against all of that. So being okay with that and being empowered and encouraged to do that is so important. I don't want to get too <laughs> on my soapbox about it, but that's how I feel. Okay. No, but that's so good. That's so good. Guys, you have to check out the Refill Podcast with Letitia Carr, the Refill with Letitia Carr podcast. So I'm definitely going to link that information below so that you can take a listen to more and more of this great stuff because she lives this. This ain't just, you know, something she read about. This is her life. <laughs> I've read about it. I've studied it. I've lived it. All of it. I've, you know, yeah. I, I've 
I've seen when it doesn't work. I've been on the other side of things. And honestly, it's just something I'm very passionate about. And on the refill, I always share stories of my own personal life. I always give you the perspective of like how I, I am using this in my own life or how this came up for me. Um, things like checking my own attitude. Like I had an attitude. How do I shake that off? You know, all of that kind of stuff. I really try to give real life examples and my own examples because it's, it's like, this is a part of life. This is just, you know, <laughs> it's just a part of life of taking care of yourself and making sure that you are the best version of yourself. And that starts here. It yeah. starts here and you have to work on it here. And you Hearing have to work your heart, your body. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's my, that's truly my passion. I just have to accept that. <laughs> yes. And, and the way that you show up in the world is, is amazing and it's helping so many people. So I'm glad that you started the podcast and you didn't keep it to yourself and to your friends, but you share you with the world. That's amazing. I do want to give everyone an opportunity to link up with you and find you, connect with you. But before that, we have a pop quiz. So these are just questions that you answer. The first thing that comes to mind as it relates to them. Are you ready? Okay. Well, I'm nervous. Okay. Don't be nervous. <laughs> It's all good. Okay, I know you could do this. In three okay. words or less, in three words or less, describe your journey to wholeness. Happy, healthy, and ongoing. Yes, I love that. And I, we could spend some time on the happy piece because that in this in this day and age, in this time, like you just said, we don't experience enough joy unless we are intentional about it. Because there's a lot in this world that will pull us farther and farther away from the joy, especially if we're not grounded, if we don't take time for ourselves, time to be with God, time to do all that stuff. Girl, we'd be all over the place. So yeah. I was going to say, I, I can go on and on about that too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the second question is, what does progress along this journey look like for you? Patience. Patience, mm -hmm. persistence. Patience and persistence. That's what it looks like. I love that. Mm -hmm. What is one thing that people can do to live an intentional, purposeful life starting today as it relates to self-care? Be, um, be unapologetic about pouring into yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm hmm. I love that you said self-care is not selfish. I think that's going to be the title of this particular episode because everybody who sees the flyer needs to know that. Like, listen, it's really, really not. I love that. So Tish, please tell us how we can find you on Instagram, Facebook, all of social media, as well as let us know about any products or services that you have, where to find you online, how to work with you in counseling, all that good stuff. Okay. And I'll so, link everything below in the show notes. Definitely. Um, so you can find me on Instagram. I am at Letitia.car on Instagram. Um, I'll be back in April on social media. Um, fasting from social or I'm fasting from Instagram right mm -hmm. now, but I'll be back on Instagram. So follow me at Letitia.car or and you can follow at the refill pie as well. Um, on Twitter, I'm at Letitia Carr um, and also at The Refill Pod. Um, and um, you can email me 
hello at LaticiaCard.com if you have any questions. I'm revamping my services and products at this time. So um, if you are interested, I do have a guided journal that's available on Amazon. It's called the Dream Chasers, um, Dream Chasers Journal, and it's a 90-day guided, guided journal, and it's available on Amazon. I have a planner um, that I also have called Unleash Your Dreams um, as well. So those are both available on Amazon. So if you search my name or the Dream Chasers Journal and or the Unleash Your Dreams Planner, they're both available on Amazon. Um, I am launching some events this year I'm really looking forward to. So definitely follow me, get connected with me so you can stay in tune about some of the things that I'm going to do. Um, I'm really excited about this refill live idea I have, like really bringing it alive and not just in a podcast form. Mm -hmm. um, so be patient with me as I am growing that and moving that brand out of just being a podcast, but also into being um, events in person and services and uh, products as well. So just stay tuned. Um, and you can always check out my Dream Chasers Journal and Unleash Your Dreams plan as well. Listen, let me know when the events are because I'm in Jersey. I'm not far. I will take that drive. Yes. And um, I uh, listen, we all coming. We coming, right? Yeah, I hear you answering. Um, definitely. That is so needed. That is so, so needed. Um, I'm going to be sure to link all of the uh, ways that we can get connected with you on the um, show notes so that we can stay in touch. Guys, This, you know this was a great episode. I hope that you do not keep it to yourself, but that you share, 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 hit that share button on the platform that you are listening to. I also want you to check out the Refill with Letitia Carr podcast. So I'll be sure to link that below. But on your listening device, wait, Letitia, what platforms is it on? It is on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, pretty much anywhere you listen to podcasts, it's available, Audio Boom. Um, so if you have an iPhone, Android, you want to listen from your computer, you can listen to from any device um, yes. on any of, those, any of those platforms. Listen, she has covered all bases. So you have no excuse but to be refilled, okay? Because we need it. We do. We definitely do. Thank you so much, Tish. I appreciate you. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. We will talk next week.